G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Hey, you going, mate? Good I'm, to be on here. Well, uh, it's good to have you. Um, the week off, how have you found it? How do you manage it? How did the club uh, work you guys through it? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. It's actually quite fascinating. It'll be interesting to do some science around it now that we have the pre-finals by and then uh, how it necessarily uh, hampers you or uh, puts you in a stronger position. Uh, I'm not sure uh, which way it falls, but uh, certainly since that pre-finals by has come in, it feels like the finals have been an opportunity for all eight teams uh, to compete or succeed throughout September. So, uh, yeah, I, I haven't minded it being an, an older player. What, what's your gut tell you? That, what, what's, uh, your, what's your gut tell you with that, Isaac? Do you, do you feel like it's awesome when you guys are going to... Yeah, because you, you guys are going to have... Um, it's going to be essentially one game in a four-week block and then the, the, the second will be at the end of a four-week block. So you personally, as you said, an older player, but overall, you know, the, the statistics on wh- where it can break down for the, for the teams that do finish top four ha- have changed significantly. D- does your gut tell you that it might be a hindrance rather than a help for some teams? Oh, it certainly can be. And I think it's how you manage, you manage the, the two weeks. And I think... Leading into the first final, I'm not sure we handled it uh, exactly the way we would have liked, but I think this time round, having another week off, we've probably handled it a lot better. And uh, you can certainly overtrain in September, uh, my philosophy is, but you can never really undertrain. So um, just getting the balance right and being fresh for game day and, and being in a position to perform. But I, what we learned from the Collingwood game is that. Um, we didn't get certain things going. And um, if we get them going, uh, it'll be a good thing for us. But I guess the beauty of prelim finals is uh, for the four teams competing, it actually doesn't matter. And it's completely irrelevant what's happened uh, for the previous 23 rounds and two finals before that. It's uh, loser goes home and winner goes through. Are you a footy nuffy? Are you glued to the other games? Were you there siren to siren to watch how Brisbane went about it against Melbourne? Do you look to try and find things to take out of that or do you just wait to do the video sessions in the build-up with the team? Oh, no, we pay enough coaches to pull games apart. I'm <laughs> someone, if I'm watching the game, I just like to sit back and enjoy it uh, like, like everyone else. I think um, 15 years or whatever I've been in the system, uh, you obviously probably look at the game a little bit differently and, you might understand different things because you pull it apart for hours a week. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I just enjoy, to be honest, I, I think the beauty of our game is the entertainment and uh, the way we do September is awesome. And uh, if you're a fan this September, I'm not sure there's been too many better ones. Well, I, that, you lead me brilliantly into my next question. What, what have you made of this season, the standard of footy? Many believe that it's been the best this century and maybe up there with an all-time great season. The finals have gone to another level even above that. I've, all, I've felt this year that there's been a pretty seismic shift in the way that the game has played. It's been coming with a few teams, but I think now just about everybody has signed up for the entertainment era, which is what I've been calling it. Uh, do you sort of feel that being in amongst it, that attack is back in vogue? You know, the two top defensive teams are actually out of the finals now. You guys are a top four defensive side and so too are Sydney, but... 
you're also top four in attack, and, and so are two out of the other three teams remaining. Have you felt that this year, that, that, that yeah, this is, we're moving into a different phase of oh, footy? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I've even talked a little bit around uh, just through players that Richmond obviously brought a different style of footy that uh, trumped the competition there for a good four or five seasons. But it took a little while for the other teams to get on board and work out uh, do you beat them by trying to do something different or do you fight fire with fire or do you need to um, fight fire with fire and then throw a bit of unleaded on top as well? So uh, I think what we're seeing now is there's a fair bit of fuel on the fire and teams are being ultra-aggressive in uh, how they set up and how they want to move the ball. For example, Collingwood are extremely good defensively, but when they want to light it up and move the ball, they can get it going as good as anyone in the competition. So... Uh, yeah, I think the changes that were made at AFL House uh, influence what's happened. Obviously, you've got the new stand rule, uh, which allows moving the ball a little bit easier, the 666 rule at centre bounce, and also cutting a heap of money out of the soft cap, which um, it's got its positives and negatives. But the one thing it has done is it's probably limited the amount of coaches you can have in your football department. Therefore, you don't have the ability to absolutely pick games apart. I feel like you guys, Geelong... By the way, speaking of Isaac Smith uh, on the, the Maccas run, Isaac, I feel like Geelong, you guys actually epitomise, really, that we are in that era now. I feel like, and, and this is not a, a diss, as the kids like to say. I don't even know if the kids do say that. Um, it, it's not a criticism. I don't think anyone says that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good point, and, and lesson learnt from me to just never try and be cool again. Um it, it, it feels like you guys might have been one of the last teams to fully step into that, and but boy, haven't you stepped into it just magnificently. What's that been like and how's it been implemented from last year to this year where the, the phrase defending with the ball seems to be a thing of the past? Um, and as you spoke about, we're in, in, into the future of what, or the current you know, status of where the game is now. How did you guys as a club go about implementing you know, the, the, the big leap forward in the way that you guys have played from last year to this year? How does that happen? Uh, yeah, I think uh, what happened to us last year in the finals probably highlighted that we needed to change some things. And Scotty, with his uh, new coaching group, have been excellent at identifying what we need to do. And then pretty much from the first day of pre-season, we've implemented it and um, we've just tried to improve it every time we go out and train and play. So uh, that in itself uh, has been huge for us. But I think the other thing you can never forget is you need to have the cattle to be able to implement certain mm. game plans and be successful. And um, we're fortunate that we've got a very talented side as well. You've won three premierships yourself. Do they, and hindsight's a wonderful thing, but do they have a feel about them in the build-up? Did you get a sense at the time that you're on the verge of what you're able to achieve? And then I suppose the follow-up question to that is, have you got a bit of that feeling without getting ahead of yourself? But do you feel like the way that you may have felt back when you did it with the Hawks three times in a row? Uh, yeah, you certainly do uh, get a bit of a sense. You can never be uh, 100% confident because no. there's always an opposition you've got to go up against. But uh, we certainly do have a feeling that we're confident in our game style. Uh, we're confident in the individuals we've got and we're confident that if we can get our game up and going that we're going to be very hard to beat. In saying that, Brisbane's second half against Melbourne on the weekend was one of the best second half, uh, best half of uh, football I've seen for the year. So 
if they come out and play like that, it's going to be very difficult for us to get it done on Friday night as well. But uh, ultimately, as a professional athlete, and um, certainly as an individual, you go out with confidence and you expect to win. So speaking of Brisbane, have you looked at the area of their game that you think represents the most significant and clear and present danger to, to you guys in what you're trying to achieve? Yeah, we have. Um, I'm not going to tell you what it is. But... <laughs> just just, yeah, whisp- no, just whisper it. Just it. whisper it. We won't, I promise uh, our audience won't tell anyone. <laughs> I'll let you know on Saturday. I'll, be, okay, I'll look out for that. If you win, are you just going to text me and say, yeah, that was it? That was that we did. We just did it. Did you see? Well, you might be able to pick it up if we win. All right, uh, you might be able to pick it up. But if uh, if Brisbane win, um, I'm sure you'll have a bit of advice from me. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll have to we'll put a pin in that and uh, just reconvene uh, after the game. Hey, I wanted to ask you about something um, that that I've been curious about during uh, from last week. Um, without going into the incident itself, which is not what I'm interested in. When I heard Paddy Dangerfield make the, the comment and the advice that he had for, for Jack Ginevan last week about the welfare of players, thinking about what you do before you do it, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious because he's got his position as the head of the AFLPA. Is that advice and is that a conversation that he's actually had with you guys as a playing group and something that he's really keen to push uh, with the rest of the, the, the playing fraternity in, in regards about how you guys not only look after your teammates but also – look after your opposition as well? Because there are players at every club that play at, to a physical edge um, and like to have a, a physical presence against their opposition within games. And sometimes that crosses lines, sometimes that leaps over lines, and sometimes that edges close to the line. Every team's got those players. Is that a message that Paddy's been really keen to push in, in a broader sense? This is, uh, I, and I'm, I'm going to be honest here, and you're not going to believe me, but I have no idea what Pat said on the incident or um, what he said around it, to be honest. Uh, so I can't really comment. Uh, the only thing I can really comment on is uh, it's a game of football um, and there's a hell of a lot on the line. And uh, I've played in uh, a team that played right on that line for mm. a good 10 years. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's ruthless out there. And um, sometimes people will cross over the line and, um, you cop your whack for that, but um, yeah, it's a big boys game, I guess, and um, that's why we all love playing it. I'm going to leave you to have to justify uh, to, to Paddy why you're not listening to every single one of his press conferences <laughs> and, and media appearances. Um, I'll let you and him uh, uh, sort I, that out. I certainly won't be justifying myself, him. <laughs> 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 hey, Isaac, we've got you on as well and, and really do appreciate you coming on because you're an ambassador for uh, an incredibly important cause and a worthy cause. And, and you being on here today, we get to learn more about Polished Man and, and what Polished Man is all about and the campaign that they're on to end violence against women and children. Um, what can you tell us, for those who aren't aware, of what Polished Man is and, and what they do? Enlighten us. Yeah, uh, yeah well... Uh... It's a campaign that, uh, as you just mentioned, it's to highlight uh, violence against women and children. And uh, too often it's still happening uh, in the community. And uh, more often than not, it happens behind closed doors. So uh, it's not seen or nor is it heard. So uh, the team down at Wiregap and Polish Man are doing an awesome job uh, at making people aware and understand what happens and 
uh, what to look for and also to try and put things in place to make sure it doesn't happen. So to me, it's a very worthy cause. I've obviously uh, got a daughter and a wife and three sisters and a mother. So uh, yeah, it, it's uh, yeah, it's something that um, to me, uh, it shouldn't happen. And uh, by having this campaign and raising awareness, hopefully ever so slightly, we keep minimising it. So, uh, and, and the stats, uh, as always, are alarming. One in two children experience violence each year. One in three women will experience violence in their lifetime. So when is the Polish Man campaign kicking off? And, and what are you guys asking uh, us all to do? Yeah, well, it's the start of October. And just jump on polishman.com and uh, you can uh, log in, register, um, donate some money uh, if you've got any spare at the moment. And um, that'll all help a great cause that it is. Uh, and if you're looking to raise the awareness, paint one nail blue. It'll spark the much-needed conversations and raise awareness and funds to end violence against women and children. And that's at polishman.com. Uh, Isaac, if you're able to, where does the, the funds go and, and, and where does the money get spent? Well, I got distributed and make sure that it's going into the right places and not just into someone's pocket. So you can be very confident that it's really making a difference out there. Beautifully done, mate. Well under you for being a part of um, a really important cause um, before we let you go, if you are to get through against Brisbane, um, who do you think you'll be facing on the biggest stage? Uh, absolutely no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, what the finals are very funny because the, the teams that win the first final, uh, they're raging hot favourites to win the premiership in the top four. And then the teams that uh, don't necessarily win their first final or they do and then they go through the second week and win and they're raging favourites for the uh, prelims so uh, it's whatever's uh, more fresh in people's minds so I've got absolutely no idea who will win it Sydney deserve to be favourites but Collingwood are playing very well Nicely answered, mate. Don't give any ammunition. Don't give any ammunition to either, just in case. Hey, it's, <laughs> it's great catching up with you. Um, we always get a great response whenever you're on the station. Um, I reckon that's just the good country upbringing, mate. So thanks for being on and, uh, and thanks for having a yarn to us. No, thank you. Thanks for having me. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.